0: Hello and welcome to the Anishinaabe History Podcast. I'm Chris Waite. What happened in the years after the War of 1812? After the War of 1812, the geopolitics of Turtle Island changed from British dominance to American dominance. America and Great Britain signed a treaty at the end of the war. It was the Treaty of Ghent. The Treaty set out articles of returning property, including slaves and prisoners of war, to so-called rightful owners. The Treaty of Ghent refers to a peace treaty made in 1783 for geographic boundaries prior to the War of 1812. The Ghent Treaty was to restore things to the way it was prior to the war, or antebellum. The seventh article of the Treaty of Ghent states the following, Quote, It is further agreed that the said two last-mentioned commissioners, after they shall have executed the duties assigned to them in the preceding article, shall be, and they are hereby authorized upon their oaths, impartially to fix and determine according to the true intent of the said Treaty of Peace of 1783, that part of the boundary between the dominions of the two powers, which extends from the water communication between Lake Huron and Lake Superior to the most northwestern point of the Lake of the Woods, to decide to which of the two parties the several islands lying in the lakes, water communications, and rivers forming the said boundary do respectively belong in conformity with the true intent of the said Treaty of Peace of 1783 and to cause such parts of the said boundary as require it to be surveyed and marked. The said commissioners shall by a report or declaration under their hands and seals designate the boundary aforesaid, state their decision on the points thus referred to them, and particularize the latitude and longitude of the most northwestern point of the Lake of the Woods, and of such other parts of the said boundary as they may deem proper. And both parties agree to consider such designation and decision as final and conclusive. And in the event of the said two commissioners differing, or both or either of them refusing, declining, or willfully omitting to act, such reports, declarations, or statements shall be made by them or either of them, and such reference to a friendly sovereign or state shall be made in all respects, as in the latter part of the fourth article is contained." And in as full a manner as if the same was herein revealed. End quote. There is no mention in the Treaty of Ghent about the indigenous people, the Ojibwe, who were already inhabiting the Lake of the Woods region. That area wouldn't sign a treaty until 1873 with Canada. The only mention of indigenous people in the Treaty of Ghent is Article 9. The ninth article of the Treaty of Ghent states the following with regards to the indigenous people of Turtle Island. The United States of America engage to put an end immediately after the ratification of the present treaty to hostilities with all the tribes or nations of Indians with whom they may be at war at the time of such ratification and forthwith to restore to such tribes or nations respectively all the possessions, rights, and privileges which they may have enjoyed or been entitled to in 1811, previous to such hostilities. Provided always that such tribes or nations shall agree to desist from all hostilities against the United States of America, their citizens and subjects upon the ratification of the present treaty being notified to such tribes or nations, and shall so desist accordingly. And his Britannic Majesty engages on his part to put an end immediately after the ratification of the present treaty to hostilities with all the tribes or nations of Indians with whom he may be at war at the time of such ratifications, and forthwith to restore to such tribes or nations respectively all the possessions, rights, and privileges which they may have enjoyed or been entitled to in 1811 previous to such hostilities. "...provided always that such tribes or nations shall agree to desist from all hostilities against his Britannic majesty and his subjects upon the ratification of the present treaty being notified to such tribes or nations, and shall so desist accordingly." There were no indigenous signatories to the Treaty of Ghent, although it refers to them and their lands. This land is your land, and this land is my land. From California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters, this land was made for you and me. Canadians, who had fought for the Americans during the War of 1812, were rewarded with land. They were called Canadians, even though Canada didn't officially exist until 1867. After the war, there was growth in foreign trade. British imports competed with American business. Canal and road building projects were undertaken, connecting the east coast to Pittsburgh and Lake Erie. Canal building companies were created, but backed financially by the American government, who bought shares in those same companies. Americans celebrated their victories over the indigenous adversaries such as Tecumseh and Talapusa, as well as over their British foes. The American military shifted from a reliance on militias to the creation of a nationalized standing army. Tecumseh died at the end of the war in 1814. The Napoleonic Wars ended in 1815. In 1816, The United States made treaties with several indigenous nations. They were the Chickasaw, Cherokee, and Choctaw, and were amongst the so-called civilized tribes that had signed treaties with the United States of America. Indiana became the 19th state of America in December of 1816. The Canada-U.S. border was first established in 1818 along the 49th parallel of latitude When the two nations signed the Convention of 1818. The Convention of 1818 was an agreement made between Britain and America over who was in control of Oregon territory. James Monroe was the president of the United States at that time. He was America's fifth president. The Convention of 1818 eventually became the Oregon Treaty of 1846, after much negotiating between America and Britain. The Canadian Encyclopedia Online states the following about the Convention of 1818. Quote, Along with the 1817 rush bagot Pact, the Convention of 1818 serves as an example of improved relations between the United States and Britain following the War of 1812. The treaty solved a boundary dispute that emerged from the 1783 Treaty of Paris, which ended the American Revolutionary War. The Convention and the Rush-Bagot Pact did not completely settle long-standing disputes between the US and Britain, but marked important turning points in their relationship." There's no mention of indigenous nations participating in these pacts, conventions, and treaties made between the British and the American nations. Indeed, many of these were solely Anglo-American treaties, conventions, and pacts. America and Britain, and only those two nations, agreed to a joint control of Oregon Territory for 10 years. That agreement and border was made about 50 years before Canada officially became a country. The Canada-USA border cuts through many indigenous territories, including Anishinaabe and Ojibwe regions. The line runs from the Lake of the Woods, where the Manitoba-Ontario boundary is, across the prairies, over the Rocky Mountains and down to the Pacific Ocean. This is the border that would become known as the Medicine Line because the American military wouldn't cross it into Canada while hunting down Indians during the so-called Indian Wars. A question, German, Where is Toronto? Out on the reservation with the Lone Ranger, Mr. Peabody. <laughs> You're close. Actually, Toronto is in Canada, and that is our destination for today. Other treaties and land grabs around this time included the Toronto Purchase in 1805, also known as Treaty 13. It's part of a set of numbered treaties that were signed by Britain a hundred years before Canada signed its own numbered treaties with Indigenous nations, north of the Medicine Line. The earlier numbered treaties were signed by the British with Indigenous nations in what is now southern Ontario. An example is the Lake Simcoe Treaty that was signed in 1815. There were many treaties and deals made at this time. For example, in 1818, the British signed three treaties north of the Medicine Line. They numbered them as Treaties 18, 19, and 20. During the same time period, south of the Medicine Line, on the other side of the Great Lakes, America signed a treaty with the Chippewa near Chicago in 1819. In this same year, the adams onis Treaty was also signed. That was the treaty in which Spain ceded East Florida to the United States. In 1820, Maine became its own state by separating from Massachusetts. By 1822, Britain had signed treaties 21 through 27 with Indigenous nations in Upper Canada. During this time, John Quincy Adams became the President of the United States. Under his administration, south of the Anglo-American international boundary, the first Prairie du Chien Treaty was signed in 1825. It was signed by representatives of the Sioux, Sac and Fox, Menominee, Iowa, Winnebago, and Anishinaabe nations on the southwest shores of the Great Lakes region. And this was all before the Trail of Tears began when the Indian Removal Act of 1830 was enacted. Before the genocide. That's all for today's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the future. I'm Chris Waite, and this has been the Anishinaabe History Podcast.